All right. Well, I went ahead and hit record, so let's rock and roll, baby. Okay, doc. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Artie Ziff, who is just released a new single. Right now, I'm being joined by Ryan to share some more information about the single, about their previous single that was released before all chaos broke loose, uh, and what... The band has got coming down the pipeline. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. I noticed we, I figured we'd, we'd match up. So what do you call these hats where you are in the world? A gray hat. A gray hat. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> in Canada, we call them toques. And yeah. Okay. In the States. Is that short? Is that short for something? Sorry, is that short? No, T O Q U E, T O Q U E. Hook. Mm-hmm. It's just in Scotland, uh, a took would be a shortened version of the word chukter, which is someone from the Highlands of Scotland, which I am. Really? Yeah, a chukter. Okay. Yeah, and is- so if you said a chuk, he's a bit of a chuk, you'd say he's obviously from the Highland, a country, a country bumpkin, you might say. Okay, I was wondering if there was a compliment somewhere in there, or if it was an insult somewhere in there. I mean, we've we've kind of claimed it back as our own word, us Highlanders. So <laughs> it's not so much an insult anymore, but I think people intend it a different way. It's a pejorative term down here in Glasgow, but we we like it. Okay, what I guess what what is the issue? So Glasgow, they're like you know I don't know high society, I guess, and then you. <laughs> They would like to consider themselves more civilized, but if you get here, you realize that's not the case when, you know, you see a hundred people vomiting in the street on a Saturday night. <laughs> At least I, that's how it used to be. How it used to be. Well, and then what happened, Ryan? Did something happen? Did something change? Yeah, the whole world got the plague and everyone started vomiting. That's true. That is what happened. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, because uh, down in the States, depending on where you're at, it's called a beanie. Yeah, yeah. Beanie. Could yeah. be called a beanie. Yeah. yeah. Or... I'm looking it up right now. Uh, it's like a wool hat or a winter hat. Uh, for me, for me, just now it's a practicality. I didn't have time to really do my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the gray yeah. hat practicality hat. Exactly. Neither did I, but I figured we have beards, we have hair, we have our gray, gray two cats on. Uh, yeah. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I got your name right. What is it like? Uh, yeah. That is it? Is that Gaelic? Scotch Gaelic? No, I get that a lot. I get asked that a lot as well, being from where I'm from. Gaelic is spoke quite uh, regularly up there, especially compared to anywhere else in Scotland. But no, mine is my mum is a bit of a hippie and she's into astronomy and astrology. Um, so O'Ryan, without the O, what you got here? Okay. Because out here yeah. I was thinking like, oh man, this is like the true form of the name Ryan. Uh, but no, R-Y-A-N in Gaelic means little little king or prince so that is the correct way to say it oh okay so there is, you go yeah that is a that is a fancy name there then yeah regal mm-hmm. it is regal that's cool uh so speaking of what's happening so far in the world so you guys released drive and then yeah the whole world uh had some issues and then yeah. <laughs> release futile. So I guess take us through uh, releasing of drive and then releasing a futile. Like what happened in between? Uh, well, we were so 
Amped. We'd worked with this amazing producer called Ross Hamilton. Shout out to Ross if you hear this. Um, he had, you know, worked with some bigger artists. You know, I don't know if you guys know the band Texas and stuff like that. So they worked out a big deal here. Um, and we thought he did an amazing job. The production on it's insane. I urge you all to listen to it just for that, you know. We hope you like the song, but the production level's so high. So we were hitting the ground running with that. We had the backing from him. We had interest from a couple of uh, smaller labels who were going to try and help us PR the whole thing. Um, and we'd set out an entire year's worth of gigging and touring schedule based on that single taking us forward. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that was, that was in January. Things were going okay by February. Uh, things started to go kind of a little bit strange in March, I think you'll all remember. And then by the end of March, it was just everybody stay in your house. So that kind of ground to a halt. Sure did. And we were, you know, for everyone. And so we were left wondering what to do, which um, kind of made that single a bit redundant, you know? I guess a lot of people are feeling like that. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, I was chatting with a, a producer, speaking of producers, and there was a band that he had scouted out and found, a German producer, and there was a local band. Somebody said, you got to check this band out. He checked them out, loved them, believed in them, worked with them, produced their album. Uh, you know, slashed their fee because he believed in them so much. Right. Got got them a record contract because uh, he knew some people in the industry. <laughs> and they, I think they released the album in like May of 2020, and he was just like, "How stupid was that?" Yeah. <laughs> in May, they must yeah. have known by then that things were going downhill. You know, yeah, that's crazy. Well, the interesting thing is, I've, I've chatting with bands, you know, for the show throughout the last you know year. There seems to be two two ideas. One. I would say like 70-30. So 70% of the bands are saying, it'll be over next month. Yeah. And then 30% of the bands are saying, how are we going to navigate this? Because this might be around for a while. Yeah. And I think probably towards the beginning, it was more 90-10, and it's starting to shift. And I'm starting to chat with more bands who were saying, okay, this is the way of the the land, so how do we navigate this territory? That's it. That's it. And... We, in the beginning, just took it sort of week by week, month by month, worrying about, you know, our own income, because not all of us do this full time. Um, And my job when I'm not in a band is to record other bands. I have a studio where I record other artists, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously I couldn't have those people in. So we were all kind of focused on just staying alive um, and putting money in our pockets. And the band sort of had to fall second place to that. Then we started looking at when we could get back to doing this. And as you say, everybody started becoming a little bit more pessimistic here that it wasn't going to happen next month. It wasn't, and all our, all our own festival tickets uh, that we'd bought for our you know, download over here or wherever, we started getting refunded. And we were like, wow, if that's not going ahead, our tiny little things definitely aren't going ahead. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, we started to just kind of wonder, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. looks like one of the things that you guys did was create an alternate version of the music video yeah. that, uh, for Drive, which was released, speaking of May, in May of 2020. Uh, yeah. So take us through that. Was that just to kind of like reinvent the song maybe a little bit? It was. It was an exercise, one in just recording in isolation. So I got my brother, who plays drums, his name's Max. Um, to record some stuff. I gave him a bunch of microphones and stuff just as lockdown was starting because I said, if you know, we can't meet up, at least you can record stuff and send it to me. 
got him to record some drum stuff. I got Alex to record at home. He's quite proficient with, you know, technology like that. And he's a videographer, which helps. So Alex kind of took the footage that we recorded ourselves. I took the audio we recorded ourselves, put it together to try and create something that we could maybe then put out as more content because, you know, that's mm-hmm. all we can do at the moment is release online stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. And it was a more chilled out version. We liked the way it turned out. A lot of people commented and said that should have been the one we released. So, <laughs> well, good, go. good news. Yeah. It is technically released. So, you now, yeah. you now have your choice between yeah. the two. Uh, yeah. 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 One of the top comments uh, on the video that I see on YouTube here is this is an amazing song. Really well done. I like this version more for some reason. There we go. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. There we go. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, that's cool. You guys could definitely then, I don't know, put the song through the prism, right? You sure. get laid-back version. You get, I don't know, the, I don't know if there's, kids are still doing it these days, but the synthwave version. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's something we toyed with. We've had to do a few gigs where we've had to do somewhere between an acoustic and full band setup. And so the songs that we have, which are kind of loud and brash, we find out better kind of stripped back rather than sort of made acoustic. So it's something we've kind of done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you mentioned that you do studio stuff. So then, was everything uh, recorded with you? However, Ross did the producing side of it, or how did it work? Yeah. So I, the recording of the actual track that we put, the loud, over the top, brash, in your face rock song, was all recorded in the studio with Ross. You know, the just in December, I think it was the year before, mm-hmm. um, and released in January. And then the stripped back version was all recorded with me. And I did that all myself. Okay. Really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, I, I'll be honest, I've never heard of the band Texas, but they are apparently, like, they're installed. They've been around for a while. Long time. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. Um, they're a big band. He's been involved with other artists as well, and he's a producer in his own right, of course. Um, but yeah, they were they were around for a long time. A very 90s band, but anyone in Britain will know who they are. Yeah. And a couple of big bands, you know? Okay. Why Ross? How did you guys get in touch with him? Um, Alex, as I said, is a videographer, and um, he's our bass player. He was working on a video shoot for quite a big band, and he ended up going to Iceland to film their video. Uh, the band are called Saint Phoenix, and they really warmed to Alex. You know, he kind of t- took charge of the video shoot in the end, and uh, the song is called Dead Men, I believe. Um, and Alex pretty much did the whole thing. It's cinematic as hell. He's used drones in Iceland. You know, it's going to look amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he got really pally with those guys. They said you should work with our producer called Ross. And it's just that classic industry kind of, you talk to my guy, I talk to your guy, maybe we can make something happen. Yeah. He liked our stuff and was agreed to do it, you know? So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching a music video right now. Stellar. Crazy. Crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well- Spacemen on islands and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they've even got fires going and smartphones and... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit of a head trip, I'll say. I won't swear. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just seeing if I can see any elves in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Now, uh, take us forward then to Futile. What what happened with Futile? Did you record it? Did you guys work with Ross again? No, so we decided... Um, or I decided to start honing my skills as a producer during lockdown. I got people to send me material um, that they'd recorded themselves. I would try and make it as good as I could. I would use old stuff I'd recorded and I'd try to revamp it 
and thought, while I'm in this time, let's ed- I just wanted to educate myself. Alex decided to educate himself in video, and we thought, let's just become a DIY band. I do all the recording from now on. You make all the video. And so I decided to just record it completely myself in our basement studio that we have here that's on the sort of basement level of my apartment flat um, and pushed myself to make it at a level that we could release it. And I, th- I think we got there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like there's, you've got some doubts. Why, why the doubts? Uh, it's just, this, you know, it's learning a new skill is hard. And then to put it out onto streaming platforms or put it out for people to listen to, and have it sit next to a song by, I don't know, Slipknot or like whoever that's like crazy production on it. It has to kind of sit at a professional level. I was still considering myself an amateur at the beginning of this. Um, and so I worried, you know, having it stacked up to something that people would be like, oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I guess I won't say that Slipknot recordings also sound awful, but I mean, <laughs> later on. Some. Yeah, some. Later albums are incredible. Yeah, later albums are incredible. Uh, but the early stuff that got them notoriety was, uh, yeah. that's another story. Horrible tinny drums and really kind of piccolo snare kind of thing coming through. Awful sounding. My, bro- my brother, the drummer, he loves that stuff. though. Oh, he yeah. thinks that the drums have more energy. They're not being processed and tracked and aligned and mm-hmm. quantized and stuff. So he prefers the old, earlier stuff. Yeah. But me as an audiophile, I'm like, ah, I can't even listen to it, man. Yeah. Where's the drum samples? Where's the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, which I guess takes me to a very interesting question then. When you were choosing to uh, work on the songs yourself, how yeah. did you approach it? Were you looking for something more organic or were you looking for something more, shall I say, polished or produced? I don't, I don't know how. Well, we had just come, I know what you're asking. The way we, we had just come from a very polished sound with Ross. Like, I mean, that guy, it, it's, there's produ- every time you listen to it, there's something new you hear in it. Um, which would be hard for us to replicate live, although that was cool. It'd be hard for us to replicate live. I can't really do that stuff yet very well. I don't have the skill set yet. And also, we thought anything that we do ourselves, if it's going to be DIY, it's going to have to be replicated live perfectly or as well as we can. Mm -hmm. And so we went down more the kind of raw route in its simplicity of just being a three-piece band, but as huge sounding as we could, uh, you know, good guitar tones. Good drum sounds, mm-hmm. good bass tone, you know? Yeah. So, interesting question then. So, was it not a concern to be able to play the song live when you were working on Drive? Yeah. There's, there's elements to it that we put, you'll hear it in the sort of middle eight section of the song where there's sort of synth things that's crashing. There's, you know, almost sort of volcano sounds, it sounds like. I can't <laughs> even put my finger on what some of the things are. I'd have to go back to Ross and ask for some of the the samples and synths he used on it uh-huh. for us to maybe put in as a backing track. And that was always, it's always been in the back of our mind to use a sort of click track with some ambience. Being a three-piece band, we need to have another layer sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that was a, definitely a thought after our drive. We're like, should we go down this route? Um, and then obviously lockdown and everything decided it for us. We were like, well, we don't really have the, we don't really have the technology to kind of pursue that. Let's just take it back to bare bones rock. Well, that kind of brings me to an interesting question because something that um, maybe is just a lack of research on on my end, um, I didn't realize that you guys were a three piece, and that takes me into the idea of uh, a power trio and how yeah. you know power trios have a certain sound. Uh, I guess maybe take us through that. So, did you guys not want to sound like a power trio, or are you guys trying to make maybe more sound like a power trio? 
Um, we love hearing after a gig, after we leave the gig, we're like, I can't believe that was only three of you. Right. You know, we love hearing that. Like, they say, you know, it was sounded a lot more massive. You know, and we love hearing that. You know, it's usually you've got the two guitars set up where the guy takes the lead, the guy takes the rhythm. So trying to incorporate the way that I play guitar was with a lot of alternate tunings and things. So it allows me to kind of do both at once. And so that in itself, combined with Alex, has this crazy bass setup for all the technical geeks out there, who pedal geeks and stuff. They'll like to hear this, that he splits his signal. So he's not just running through a bass amp, he's also running through another guitar amp, much like that band Royal Blood does. Mm-hmm. And so he's got the guitar octave sound up, kind of taking the, the rhythm. Yep. While I'm sitting left and right in stereo, my guitar, um, I'm actually just doing his thing on the drums anyway. Sounds like 10 people playing. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he hits them hard. Got them tuned yeah, properly. Does, hard. does. He's a little tank. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the older brother, but I think he could take me in a fight now. Yeah. It's all that drumming. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was, my brother turned 18 and I took him out uh, to Montreal. We went clubbing and bar hopping and everything. And I thought, because we're nine years apart, and I thought, man, I'm not going to be able to keep up with him. And speaking of people vomiting in the street, I was the one, you know, holding his hair back. <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> Hold my hair. Hold my hair. Hold my hair. <laughs> um, I can make it. It's going to be okay. No, you're done, dude. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sweet. Okay. Now, uh, speaking of gearheads, that's actually a really cool thing to take live, because in the recording studio, running bass through a guitar amp to get some gritty high end to help it pop through in the mix is obviously pretty common. Um, yep. but live, I, I don't, maybe some bands do or whatever, but that's cool. We hadn't really heard of anyone else, but I hadn't seen anybody doing it on, on stage. You can use a, you can use an octave pedal. Sure. But running it through another guitar amp with some crazy sort of things on the way there to alter the sound. And sounds like there's a third person, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. For sure. Yeah. Even like a chorus pedal or something to help spread yes. it a bit. Yeah. Can't give away too many secrets, but that's part of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. And then, speaking of chorus pedals and you being in stereo, do you do it with a uh, modulation effect, like flanger or chorus, or do you do it with like a 30 millisecond delay? Oh, well, the 30 millisecond delay kind of kind of thing. I had one of those pedals for a while that was called the Abbey Road. I tried that out for a bit, but it didn't quite do enough. Um, and it was because it was mimicking a tape kind of delay, the Abbey Road effect, if you want to look that up. And then TC Electronics, for everybody that wants to know, uh, have a pedal called the Mimic Pedal. And it allows you to split to two amps and then delay, modulate, and change the pitch of the you know of the of the signal, which you can even use for recording. And it saves you having to double track. It saved me a lot of time taking that live. It's just blood. It's, it's crazy what it does. Switch that on in the chorus. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the girls in the front are like, Woo! and they start spending money. <laughs> I think that's a different place, but yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, okay, now my big honking question is, what's next? What should we expect coming down the pipeline from uh, Monsieur Artie Ziff? Um, so we've got this coming out. We're just excited now to officially sort of uh, call ourselves a DIY outfit. Um, knowing that we can put things material out there. Now, as you said, we had every band has to kind of pivot during this uh, lockdown. So knowing now that we can release content on our own, by ourselves, means that you can expect a lot more from us a lot more often. So we've got this coming out. 
We have a single coming out in about two months' time, which will be called Masquerade. Again, that'll be all done by us. Um, and we're just going to consistently put those out in the hope that we can start some sort of plan for a tour whenever this all ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few other complications that have happened with Scotland recently as far as touring concerned, too, right? So, yeah. I don't know why I'm getting angry for you, but. Hey man, it's a uh, it's it's a struggle. Yeah, we're all kind of together, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, interestingly enough, if you go to Linda dot com, l y n d a dot com, they actually have the Abbey Road double track trick. It's a video. See how long the video is. But for anybody out there who's uh, interested in that, and they have a Linda dot com or LinkedIn Learning membership, there is uh, information out there on this Abbey Road double track trick. Yeah, awesome. That's really handy. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. It's very interesting. They did it. It's all over every Beatles song. It's what gave it. it gave, it's what gave them a lot more of the kind of thick, richer tone than anyone else that was around. And they used that trick a lot. It's interesting. Yeah. And you can take you can take that live. There's a few pedals that will help you do it. You can turn your three piece into what sounds like a four or five piece. Mm-hmm. We tried. Yeah, three piece into a twelve piece. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, Ryan, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about? I don't think so. I mean, it'll probably come back to me after. 